Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode number three of today's architecture podcast. My name is Hugo Taillandier, and I'm the host of this podcast. Podcast in which I interview people that will help you to create a better architecture, an architecture that enhances nature and serves humanity. Because I believe that the construction industry has the power to create a new world. A world where humanity and nature can flourish together. In today's episode, we are going to discuss what is sustainability. Yes, I know, again. Same as last week, same question, but from a different perspective. This one is from the construction industry perspective. From students to early professional to more advanced professional and see what they think about sustainability into the construction industry. Okay, so take a seat, relax, and listen. Okay, people, so here is the plan for today. A couple of months ago, I emailed a bunch of people asking them two questions. The first question was, from your perspective or profession, how do you define sustainability? And the second question was, can you give us your best advice to create a sustainable design? Then I gave a link to them where they can click on it and record themselves giving their answer. And I tried to reach a different variety of people from students to young, early professional, and then, I don't want to say old, more advanced professional, let's say that, yeah, let's put it that way. So more advanced professional. So from students to professionals with a lot of experience in the construction industry. And let me tell you something. I was glad to be sitting in a chair when I was listening to their answers before before editing this episode because that was every single answer is just brilliant not that I'm surprised because I know the people I know more or less the people I interview and I know for a fact they're all brilliant people but completely unexpected that that is just amazing so let's start with the first one so first answer is from Lauren Grant she is currently a third-year student in architectural technology at Edinburgh Napier University, so she is one of my classmates. And from that, I can tell you how much she loves what she's doing. She's passionate about architecture. She's creative, and every time we got a project at uni, and I go spy on her work, every time I'm just like come back to my work, and I was just like thinking, well, my work is crap. Anyway, yes, from that. I can tell she's a great source of inspiration and motivation to me. But I think you will really get what I mean when you will hear her answer. So this is Lauren Grant giving us her definition of sustainability and a best advice to create a sustainable design in architecture. Hi, my name is Lauren Grant and I'm a current student within the School of the Built Environment and Engineering. As part of my current degree, sustainability is one of the main factors frequently referred to in early design phases of any project. Constantly thinking of sustainability as it factors into the project, whether that be from determining the U-value of a wall to a type of flooring, 
sustainability entered a lot more aspects than some may think. From my own student standpoint and casting my mind back to my thought process from previous projects, sustainability isn't just accepting straight away what the client wants, but working with them and making them understand just how important it is to include and use natural, organic and recyclable materials for interior and exterior finishes. Also using those materials in order to reduce the overall carbon footprint and better off the house's lifetime. Therefore, not jumping straight into a design and thinking about how the building will work later down the line and spending time researching for the most expensive materials because they are close to the site or using a wall type which doesn't use organic insulation as it's a cheaper option. This can be avoided if we take time to research into sustainable materials and it will surprise a lot of people the kind of results they find. There is a quote I actually started going by myself when I was planning projects for university and it's something I come up with myself. Will the decisions I take today affect tomorrow? Ultimately meaning I have all the pieces but it's using the correct ones for a suitable, efficient and long-lasting building. However, sustainability isn't just about using materials but also involves incorporating the natural surroundings into the building depending on where the building is situated, there could be a green sedum, uh, grass sedum roof, which would harmonise with the large grass areas around, also attracting wildlife to the building, which is also important as a lot of wildlife habitats get destroyed and land being used for construction, so it is important to honour this and respect our wildlife. With all that in mind, this brings me on to my own opinion on how to create a sustainable design. Firstly, encouraging a lot of planning and research early on into projects and taking the time to fully understand and ensure the correct steps are being taken appropriately. Also, factoring in whether the project is domestic or non-domestic, renewable energy is huge and not to be left out of projects. With the likes of solar panels, air source heat pumps, rainwater harvesting systems and energy monitors, there is a lot that can be done to make the building sustainable inside and out. It just takes the correct planning. Plus the benefits can be cost effective and benefit society with reducing the carbon footprint and making a difference within the construction industry. So I want to thank you for your time and I'll just hand you back to Hugo. Thank you Lauren for this brilliant answer. It's just amazing. I really like when you say that we need to design in a way to not destroy our surrounding environment, biodiversity. So yeah, if we can implement elements in our design, such as you mentioned, green roof, which is amazing for pollination and a lot of other things, maybe one day, if we keep adding those type of small elements to our building, maybe one day, I'm going to reuse the word from last week's conversation with John Ehrenfeld, maybe one day biodiversity will flourish around the building. And maybe one day the building will not have a negative impact on its environment, but will help to create a positive impact by helping biodiversity to flourish and at the end maybe have better biodiversity than before the building. Why not? Next thing I really like is when you said today's impact tomorrow. And I mean, that's that's definitely bringing consciousness in what we're doing right now and thinking about what's going to happen if I do this. And that's 
that's amazing. Like if we can bring this kind of thinking in everything we do, I think that we can change a lot of things in a, in a better way. And as you said, if we can bring this today's impact tomorrow's thinking at the early stage of a, of a project during the planning, I'm pretty sure we can see like really big changes in the way we design. So thank you so much, Lauren, for this answer. That's amazing. So now Scott Bissett is going to answer those two questions. Scott is a young architectural technologist working full time now and he was at uni with me two years ahead of me. He is an amazing talented graphic designer. So if you need some like class rendering for your design project, don't hesitate to contact Scott. I'm pretty sure he would be able to help you. And beyond that, he loves to share his knowledge and help people and that without asking anything in return. And I think that's because he really loves doing it. And that is what is beautiful. Anyway, let's listen to Scott's answer right now. Hello, my name is Scott Bissett. I'm an architectural technologist and designer. Uh, my personal definition of sustainability would be uh, looking at the ways in which we design and build and, and live um, today such that we aren't creating any unnecessary problems for tomorrow. So I think it's fairly natural that the way uh, that we design, just as humans, um, we always create some problems um, in the future because it's just impossible to know how the things we build today will always perform in the future it's it's there's too many unknowns um, but we can be responsible and 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 try to uh, predict some of the ways in which a building or a product might be used uh, and try to minimize those impacts so an example I often think of is the invention of cars which is you know cars are a fantastic invention that have allowed humanity to do a lot more things and, and move around and ship goods around at an individual scale but you know, when the automobile was first invented, would they have been able to predict the problems we've had with them today? You know, now that they're at the scale that they're at, the pollution and damage to air quality and urban environments, or, you know, sadly, the number of deaths there are every year from automobile accidents. It's hard to say if they would have been able to predict that. I imagine it would have been very difficult to predict some of those um negative impacts that such a great invention for many other reasons has had so <clears throat> that would be my sort of definition and i think that uh, within the context of construction good sustainable design today uh, would be thinking about things holistically uh, in my opinion so to give an example I, I would think you know if we are looking at sustainability just in terms of the thermal performance of a building say that would lead us to, you know, use lots and lots of insulation, plug all the holes um, and achieve, you know, really, really good air tightness as well. Um, so if we just considered it on that term alone, uh, we would be missing out on a lot of other uh, important aspects of sustainability through if you have a very airtight building, you know, you're going to require mechanical ventilation, perhaps uh, air conditioning as well. Um, and both those things, you know, have a certain power draw and an impact on indoor air quality as well. So perhaps in making a very small sort of uh, compromise in the thermal performance, 
you could achieve, you know, significantly reduced operational energy in the ventilation systems or better air quality through no reliance on air conditioning. So it's about finding those little balance points, I think. Um, and I don't think there's any one big solution. It's good sustainable design is finding those small compromises where, you know, a very small reduction in performance in one area can lead to significantly better performance in another area. Brilliant. Thanks, Scott, for this amazing answer. So I really like when you say like we need to be responsible for what we're doing, what we're creating and the consequences of it. And I think that brings us back to Lauren's saying, uh, today's impact tomorrow. So yeah, definitely agree on this point. And think holistically, think like the big picture of it, not only single uh, one single element, that is brilliant as well. We need to see the thing from the top, from the sky, like the whole concept. And last things, but not the least, you said that sustainability is about balance. And I think that's that's very true. Like we need to find the right balance between everything we do. So now we are going to listen to Zara Kevil answers. I'm sorry, Zaria, if I didn't pronounce your name correctly. I did my best. So Zaria is also a young architectural technologist. She is one of Scott's classmates. So they, they were studying together for four years at Edinburgh Napier University. And Zaria is passionate about creating sustainable design and mostly by using mass timber. And she's really good at it. She's got a lot of knowledge into it. And, and even on general technical knowledge. I remember in first and second year when I was struggling with technical problem, my first option was like, go and ask Saria. <laughs> and she always, always have the good answer. So yeah, really qualified architectural technologies, if I may say. Obviously really passionate about architecture and sustainability and she's full of energy. Anyway, let's listen to Zara's answers. Word sustainability for me defines building structures which are designed in a way that don't harm current generations. Um, but most importantly, it doesn't harm the needs of future generations. So looking into how the how the building was constructed, but also taking into the account its whole lifetime, how and what impacts that's going to have on the surrounding area, not just visually. Um, so incorporating energy-efficient materials, components such as windows and doors, um, as well as renewable technology. Um, and also a design which incorporates um, technology which would be needed, which will be needed um, in the future due to due to climate change. Yes, I completely agree with you, Zaria. We need to implement design elements that will help us to reduce consumption energy and maybe we can find this kind of balance that Scott was talking about earlier. The 
biggest point of your answer for me is when you said we need to design in a way that doesn't arm fit so first our generation which is kind of obvious but also our future generations and i think that's a brilliant mindset to have when it comes to designing buildings and that reminds me a report published by flannery in 2019 it was a conversation with new guinea islanders because they were observing them planting fruit and nut trees which took several decades to produce food so they asked the New Guinea people, why are you planting this tree? You will not live long enough to obtain the benefits of it. And the Guinea people replied, well, if we don't do it now, our grandchildren will have nothing to eat. And that's exactly the same mindset. I mean, I love it. It's brilliant. If we can think that way, when it comes to designing new building or even retrofitting it, if we can think about like, how can it serve? the next four or five future generations and we come back to Lauren saying today's impact tomorrow everything is linked everything is linked anyway next answer is gonna be by Silva Taver I met Silvia a couple years ago at the Built Academy Summit in 2019 at the New College Lanarkshire in Scotland so she was the organizer of this event, so that was about BIM in the construction industry and all to use it, either like in computing, design, management. That was really interesting day, really inspiring, a lot of conferences and with really nice people. That was a crazy day. I loved it. Really good memories. And uh, this day, I had the opportunity to have a chat with Sylvia and... She's the kind of person that makes you feel that everything seems possible. She's a free spirit, that's for sure. But she also has a clear vision of what she wants. And what she wants is a better world for everyone on, on this planet. She is the founder of Living Room Crafts. And she's also part of the Build Academy Europe. And the Built Academy has its own podcast as well, which is a brilliant podcast about beam into the construction industry and all the technology that we can use to create this better world. So I recommend you to have a go and listen to this podcast. You can find a link in the show notes. And my favorite episode is, I think it's episode number two. It's about digital twins. This is, if you don't know what it is, and even if you know, there is, there's brilliant information, I think. But it's just br such a brilliant concept that I think can really helps to create better design, reduce mistakes, waste, a lot of things. So yeah, go have a look at it. And now we are going to listen to Sylvia's answer to the questions. Hello, dear listeners and my dear fellow podcaster, Hugo. My name is Sylvia Tauber. I am the Managing Director of the VDC BIM Consultancy Living Room Crafts in the Netherlands, Region Manager of the Digital Build Environment Institute for Europe, Team Leader of the Build Academy and Producer to the Build Academy podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Hugo, to your podcast lounge. Congratulations. Do count me in if you seek any assistance and I look forward to inviting you in return as guest narrator to our Build Academy podcast in the very near future. Now on to your question on how I define sustainability as an active member in the building industry and my best advice to create a sustainable design. 
Over the course of the last 50 years, many trailblazing global initiatives have been raised to reduce the ecological footprint or increase energy efficiency or using natural or upcycled material to create housing, to name a few. The Earthship Initiative, led by architect Michael Reynolds, the Arcosanti Project, led by Paolo and Colisoleri in the 1970s, or the Passive House Initiative in the 1980s, led by Bo Adamson and Wolfgang Feist, to not forget the introduction of the EVR model in the late 1990s to analyze design options for eco-efficient value creation. But how did we get aware of sustainability and all the related issues? Back in the 1970s, there was the oil crisis, and all of a sudden we realized that our ever-so-growing appetite for fossil fuels could hit a hard barrier. Back then it was mainly a political issue, but it opened the doors for green thinking, starting in California and quickly spreading to Europe. Green parties were founded, the issue of environmentally friendly processes and industries reached public awareness. It was a time of radical change. But as we see today, not radical enough, since we still have to deal with pretty much the same issues we have dealt with 50 years ago, just in a different locale and matter. Take, for example, the Biosphere 2 project that originated at the Environmental Research Labs in Tucson, Arizona in 1987. It was a massive effort to create an artificial environment with Biosphere 1 being our planet, Biosphere 2 being an artificial controlled environment with all the novel ideas of taking it as a test pad for terraforming other planets. Due to lack of technologies back then and other managerial issues, the project ultimately failed, but the structure still exists and is still utilized as a research lab for environmental studies. To summarize, History shows us that change in thinking regarding sustainability is possible, although it might be triggered by foreign circumstances. For example, right now we have the type of circumstance of a global pandemic and all the related restrictions. We should take this as a trigger point to rethink our use of resources when it comes to building our habitat to give biosphere one room to breathe. With the state of the art technology adapted to full use, we are enabled even in very early design stages to not only propel creativity, but also full visibility of the design proposed throughout its entire life cycle. All these technologies will enable the designers of the future to produce more sustainable and therefore better buildings, while at the same time, even having more room for creative freedom. That is it from me. I wish you good luck with your podcast and hopefully until soon. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for this really complete answer with a bit of history that I think is really interesting. It's a bit scary to think that we are currently facing the same issues as 50 years ago, but it's also inspiring to see that people tried, regardless the lack of technologies, they really tried to create sustainability into this world, to create a sustainable life for humanity and nature. And that is beautiful. So thank you so much for bringing this knowledge here because I think that's really important to learn what has already been done. First, to don't do the, the same mistakes and maybe to don't just copy and just take already take the information from them and go further into the, the thinking process and the researches and the innovation. There is this saying, I'm not. it's not pretty accurate the way I'm going to say it, but it's more, it's like learn about the history if you want to predict the future and I think that's exactly what we need to do here is learn about what is already been done and apply it like right now in our current situations 
And I also really like when you see the current pandemic crisis that we're all facing in the world as an opportunity to to finally take actions and create a more sustainable world because this crisis this pandemic highlighted so many issues that we have in so many different areas and aspects of our society and we need to address these issues but now we got the technologies to do it we got so much more than 50 years ago and we need to use it in the correct way to create a better world a better architecture a more sustainable world where life can flourish and i know that you're working so hard to use this technology to create this better world so thank you so much for that and thank you so much for encouraging me for this podcast even if i love doing it it's still a lot of work especially editing but it's just i love it so it doesn't matter and i bet you know what it is and yes I would love to have a conversation with you at some point because I know for a fact that what you're doing is really interesting and I think a lot of people would be interested in what you're doing. So that would be a brilliant episode, I'm sure. I will contact you soon, don't worry. And I also accept the offer of coming as a guest narrator into your podcast at some point. Well, we are now really close to the end of this episode. So yeah, that's the last person to talk about what is sustainability and the best advice to achieve sustainability in design. So the last answer is from Dr. John Stinson. And this is a bit of special to me because John is now the co-founder and co-director of Building Research Solution. But prior to that, he was a researcher and a module leader for architectural technology class at Edinburgh Napier University. So he was one of my lecturers for the two first year at university. And during design classes, every time before we started a new project, he was asking us to give our definition of sustainability because the objective was to design sustainable buildings. And every time we gave him like, our definition of sustainability, but he never gave his definition. So I thought that would be the perfect opportunity to have his own answer now. And I'm not surprised this is a brilliant answer. So let's listen to it. So from my perspective, how do I define sustainability? Hello everyone, I'm Dr. John Stinson. I'm one of the directors at Building Research Solutions. Now this is a, it's a good question and one that I've been asked and have been asking myself since I started working and researching in the realm of sustainability. Now, from, from my perspective, and that's from someone with a social science background and also who is a practicing architectural technologist, Sustainability for me is defined by harmony. It's a bit less, it's a bit useless defining one word with another single word, but you know, let me explain. There are many different definitions of sustainability out there, and it all depends on the scope, scale, and materials being used, who the audience is, and who's writing the message. Sustainability could be using less of this, or it could be using more of that, doing more of one thing and doing less of another. 
And that thing could be an activity, it could be a habit, it could be a behavior. And that's where the harmony lies for me. It's an equilibrium, it's a balance. It's a balance between activities, it's a balance between species coexisting, it's a balance between using less land, balance between population densities, energy uh, generation and energy consumption. But now I'm, I'm kind of veering off a little bit and getting too broad. So let's get a little bit specific with, with an example. So as I said, my background is social science, specifically energy use behaviours within our built environment. Now that could be how one person heats their home that was constructed over 100 years ago. Or it could be looking at a group of people in an office building that was constructed 10 years ago. So harmony in this context is the fundamental principle of comfort for humans. Now that's comfort with oneself, also comfort with our surroundings. And for buildings, that means harmonizing the design, shape, thermal envelope, so that the, uh, it is in harmony with the environment. And energy we need to maintain our own perspective of comfort is also in a constant state of harmony, of what we can afford to pay, uh, of what we as individuals are willing for the environment to pay for us. Now, back at the start of the smart meter craze, when everyone was getting excited about zero carbon buildings and low carbon design and on-site renewable energy systems, humans were soon to be blamed for destroying the utopian dream of a truly sustainable built environment. Because our energy habits and environmental attitudes were so so volatile, so unpredictable, that they couldn't fit into an energy model or into any carbon simulations or trends or forecasting. But that was because the message to us was wrong. No building can truly be zero carbon. No form of energy generation can truly be zero carbon. It just depends where you stop looking before you define your definition of zero carbon, which is tends to be then linked to the definition of most people's sustainability. If you stop looking at the point where you no longer count where that particular item has come from, where that engine has come from, where that blade for the wind turbines come from, or where that piece of silicon has come from for the solar panel, you can stop anywhere on the journey back to the point where there is where there's precious minerals being drawn from the earth. If you stop anywhere between here and there, it's not, proper, it's not a proper definition of sustainability. So that's because there is a balance to be struck between too much and too little, between what we need and what we need to create. If we consume too much, we're actively destroying things. If we consume too little, we cease to exist. So my definition of sustainability is harmony. Yes, harmony. That's that's brilliant and beautiful. Well, John, thank you for that. I really like this idea of just defining <laughs> sustainability, a really complicated concept just with one word, as 
it's just such a perfect world. I mean, if you if you keep that in mind, when we design is, we can we can just only have great outcome. And you mentioned again the word balance, like Scott mentioned it. And yeah, I mean, without balance, we cannot find harmony. So that that makes a lot of sense. And also, I really like this vision of we can't stop consuming because obviously if we stop consuming we die but we need just to find this harmony to be able to consume in a better way and in a balanced way brilliant thank you so much for that so that would be the end of this episode that's that was the last person to talk but before we stop i just want to try to do something is to take the best part of every answers including the one from last week episode with dr john ehrenfeld and see if we can come up with a nice definitions or explanation of how to achieve sustainability so just let me try it i'm not sure if it's gonna be good but i'm gonna just try it so let's go sustainability starts with consciousness being conscious that today's action will impact tomorrow. By being conscious and responsible of that, we can design a new world. A new world where we'll, we'll not only reduce impact on environment and biodiversity, but enhance it. By being conscious, we can design a world for our future generation. Learning from our past mistakes we can have wisdom. Learning from other and nature, we can have inspiration. Learning from technology of the future, we can create possibilities. This is maybe how we can find a balance in this world. And finding balance will create harmony. Harmony between people and between people and nature. Harmony will allow us and nature flourish together and forever hey so that's it for today's episode i wish you liked it as much as i did again and i would say this episode gave me i won't say hope i don't really like the word hope hope for me is a bit bigger i would say more faith yes faith in humanity and and the world in general and it's it's just so i really love it like it's so cool to see people who are really dedicated and and love what they're doing and and willing to change this world to create a better world and yeah so i'm more than happy with that and i hope you are too so if you want to give your definitions of sustainability in your best way what you think is the best way for you to achieve it just please feel free to to leave a comment and I would be delighted to read it and maybe add it to my own personal mix-up definitions of sustainability. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you go and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Love you.